Welcome to season four of Tell Your Story. This season is all about that business. We want to talk to small business owners and entrepreneurs about how they got started and the ups and downs of owning a business. So take a listen. You might learn a few things. Enjoy. Welcome back, Tellers. I am sitting here with Miss Melissa Lipscomb. Is that how you say your last name? Is that proper? Lipscomb. Okay, just shorten it up. Got it. And she is the owner, operator, founder, CEO, everything (laughs) of Miss Tuffy's. Yes. Tell us more about yourself first, and then we'll get into your business. Okay, so I am a native of San Diego, California. Nice. Uh, I joined the Navy when I was um, actually the day after my uh, 18th birthday, mm. and I left a month later, and I served in the Navy for about 20 years. Wow. Um, and I was an administrator for the Navy, so I did a lot of paperwork, mm-hmm. protocol, those types of things, and um, halfway through that journey, I have my lovely daughter, Ashley, who is about to turn 18 um, in December. Wow. And so after that, I did another 10 years in the Navy, and I retired from the Navy in 2015. Okay. And I moved to Shreveport, Louisiana, because I had a vision of opening a bed and breakfast. And I couldn't find a job. Mm. So I kept finding, kept applying for jobs, kept looking for jobs. And I was all approved, had paperwork all together to yeah. to purchase this home that was on 10 acres. And it was perfect for my bed and breakfast, <laughs> but it sold three weeks before I got a job. So, mm. so I was um, at an imposition for a minute, but I'm, I'm a firm believer in doing what you can while you can, even though one door closed there and many doors are still open. Yeah. And so I worked for the Air Force for about a year with um, the protocol. Um, the pro- I was a protocol specialist mm-hmm. for the Air Force Global Strike Command. And I worked there for about a year. And I realized that that was not what I was supposed to be doing. Yeah. I, was, I, I met opposition after opposition after opposition. And I sat at my desk one day and I was like, God, why, why is this happening? Mm. Like, this is awful. And so I heard God very clearly and softly, gently, not out loud, but just deep mm. down in here. He says, yeah. what did you ask me for? And so as I was transitioning out of the military, I asked the Lord for five things. I told the Lord I would like to work with my hands. I wanted to be creative. I wanted to take my daughter to school every day. Mm-hmm. And that's a whole different story. But I wanted <laughs> to take her to school every day. And I didn't want to be chained to a desk. And I wanted to be as far away from the military as possible. <laughs> I knew that I wanted to help people. I wanted to interact with people. And I um, had this grand vision. And that was my bed and breakfast was going to be my way to do that. Yeah. And I wanted to be a one-stop shop where a person can literally check in on a Friday and not leave until that their time to leave. So we have yeah. everything, all-encompassing wedding venues, holiday festivities, and those types of things. Yeah. And so I was a little sad when the house sold, but uh, I always ask myself when one door closes, what can I do? 
what yeah. can I do? And a spa was going to be a part of that vision. And so I quit my job as the protocol specialist after exactly a year. Mm -hmm. I closed on my house and quit my job the same day. Wow. <laughs> because I needed a place to live where it's high in street court. <laughs> but um, I, so I went, to, I called the beauty school here mm -hmm. and I uh, went to beauty school. I was the oldest person in my class. Wow. And so that was, that was hilarious because I had just turned 40 mm. and most of the children in the class were between 19 children. and 22. They were children. <laughs> they were children and some of them be whoopings. Uh, oh, no. <laughs> I kid. But uh, I found myself out of my comfort zone, mm. but I was introduced to a passion that I had no idea that I really liked. Um, my military career took me to a place that probably was one of my favorite places to be, which mm -hmm. was Bahrain in the Middle East. It's Ooh. a small country right next to Saudi Arabia. It's mm -hmm. a two-hour flight from Dubai. I lived there for almost two years. And what I loved about that country was spas. You, huh. There were spas everywhere. Really? And so there was a... <laughs> A spa that I really loved going to, and some days I could have a bad day or a bad week or a hard week, and I would mm -hmm. go there sometimes more often than I should have, <laughs> and um, I would have my hair done or my nails done or a pedicure mm -hmm. or something, a, a, a hydro bath where you sit in some bubble bath for, for like <laughs> 30 minutes, and they put like lotions and things like that, nice. and they are super duper focused on mm. customer service mm. and and I love that about the whole country and so it gave me it piqued my interest because it's not something that you see in America mm. it's you know you might get it some places but it's not but you're shocked I mean you're... <laughs> right it's not the overall yeah uh, perception or the overall goal in most businesses it's not mm. customer service it's not being friendly it's not being attentive and mm. so having been exposed to that, I was like, man, this is really good. I could take this back to America. Yeah. I said that when I was there. And so I, that kind of came, came back to my mind when I was, and, you know, at that standstill of the house selling and, yeah. you know, and so I went to beauty school and I loved aesthetics. Every day we were learning something new and beauty school was a challenge in and of itself. Don't get me wrong because... Mm. It, it, it was just a very, being in the military, you're accustomed to organization and functionalism mm -hmm. and, and structure and yeah. administration and those type of things. So when those things aren't in place, <laughs> we, we have a hard time yeah. transitioning. So I um, went to beauty school in February of 2018. I graduated in August of 2018, and I was a struggling poor esthetician for... Mm -hmm about a year yeah. <laughs> I had no I have family here but I didn't have any friends to like lean upon to help establish my business but my yeah. family really really supported me a lot and they let me practice on them thank god yeah. so, <laughs> so I was able to um to perfect a craft and it's it's ever perfecting it's not mm -hmm. just you know arrive at at true esthetician this you're <laughs> always learning you're always growing you're yeah. always adopting and adapting new things and um 
I worked in a hair salon that was not a good fit for me mm. for about two, three months. And then I moved to a different hair salon. And I was exposed to clientele, and mm-hmm. they really helped me build my clientele. I will ever be grateful for that opportunity. And so I stayed there for about a year, and I was mm-hmm. trying to expand from my little spa room. And then I worked at a, a med spa for a while. And then I opened Miss Tuffy's Skin Face Body in February mm-hmm. of 2021. Wow right after the pandemic. Yeah. Um, I was terrified. <laughs> it was all new for me, leases, signing leases. Yeah. And having been in the military, you are not in one place. Well, mm-hmm. customarily, you're not in one place for longer than two to three years. You might get four years if you're lucky. Yeah. Um, so I was always in the mindset of, okay, where, where are we moving next? Where are we moving next? Right. And so Shreveport has been the place that I've lived the longest since I left home at, at 18. Wow. So uh, signing a three-year lease, was it made me nervous. <laughs> I'm like, three years? I don't know what to be doing in three years. Right. <laughs> you know, even though I'm there, I'm there. Uh, so February will make three years for me. And uh, <laughs> it has been... It has been a learning experience. I have mm-hmm. the opportunity to bond with people who I probably wouldn't meet. Mm-hmm. And I get to see their kids grow up and things like that. And that's <laughs> new for me. So yeah, I think that's pretty much me. How did you make that decision then to sign that lease to go out and do, do the thing? <laughs> so I, <laughs> I think God strategically places us in position to not have a choice <laughs> and so I was I don't know if you remember the the the, the snowpocalypse of oh, 2021 yeah and I was working in a med spa and in the middle of the snowmageddon I get an email in the middle of the night that says you have 10 days to get your stuff and get out <laughs> yes I was working as a contract, you know, a contractor in conjunction. So basically, mm-hmm. I ran my business inside of this business. We weren't yeah. business partners or anything like that. We had a contract, and I noticed that there was about ten thousand dollars of my money that was missing. Ooh. And so when I confronted the the owner about it, uh, it became. The, the the environment shifted a little bit to where it was professional, mm. it was kind, it was light, it, it was just a little bit tense. Yeah. And so I was told, you know, you have 10 days to get your stuff to get out. I'm changing the locks. Wow. And so I, I had already been looking for a place just because of the feel that I wanted. It did, that place mm. did not have the feel. I wanted a place where people didn't have to feel perfect to come mm. to. People could just be themselves and, um, except for wearing bonnets, they can't wear bonnets. (laughs) (laughs) Now look, I have a limit here. (laughs) Uh, But um, I wanted a place where people could come and relax and feel welcome and feel Mm -hmm. invited and feel free to expose their imperfections Mm -hmm. and not be judged for that. And so, um, I wanted a Christian-based business for mm-hmm. people. 
I didn't want a black business or white business or that I wanted mm-hmm. a business for people and I wanted a place to where people could come and pray if they needed to or yeah. if they needed to just have a moment to worship I have a room where they could go and do that mm-hmm. and, you know and and so there it has it has been just that so we prayed mm-hmm. in the building before we did anything mm-hmm. else I got the keys uh, my family members came and we prayed and anointed all the rooms and walked through there and worshiped and then we did demo. Mm. But in in light of that, I didn't have a choice. I didn't yeah. have a choice to <laughs> um to but to go and I was nervous mm-hmm. and I was it was a nice area. The the spa is in a really nice area. The mm-hmm. building that I was looking at. Um, I didn't have time to look in the place else. <laughs> um, mm-hmm. And it, it really, I felt like it was a, a, an open door. God just opened door after door after yeah. door. I talked to the owner of the building, and he's a man of faith. Mm-hmm. And um, I later learned that some of his family members actually are generational people at um, at Life United. So oh, okay. I, thought, <laughs> I thought, wow. Oh. Um, and, and I think that God orchestrated all of the steps. Like I talked to him on that Friday, Monday, I had the keys. Yeah. Um, they were, I talked to a couple of guys who were going to charge me $20,000 to put carpet, take the carpet <laughs> out. And I just happened to see an ad on Facebook and the people came and they're like, yeah, we'll do it in 24 hours. And it was substantially, <laughs> it was a fraction of the cost. Wow. And so... The, the people that I encountered, I met a painter, and I was going to paint it myself, and I know mm-hmm. that I could do it, but I knew that it was going to take way more out of me. Yeah. And um, he came, he said, I'll be here until you release me. Aww. And I was like, I can't pay you up front, because like I said, my money yeah. was, was stolen. And so he says, it's okay, just pay me weekly, mm. and I'll stay until... Wow. Until you need me no more, and and and, and it it really, I I remember praying to God for so long for so many different things, mm. and I remember waking up a couple months after that, after yeah. everything calmed down, and said, I have everything that I prayed for. I'm living wow. the life that I prayed for, and it was tumultuous. It wasn't. <laughs> I was scared, and yeah. I didn't have choices where I might have stayed in that other place for a mm. long time. Mm-hmm. Um, it's stepping out of the boat, though. It was right? stepping out of the boat. It was, <laughs> it, it was, it was really maybe stepping out onto the the, the skis of faith. <laughs> skis. <laughs> the skis of faith, because there was there was like nothing else open. So even though yeah. the time I was calling other businesses, nothing else yeah. was open, and so um, I, you know, I just it just fell into place and it's beautiful mm. and I love the fact that I can come to work every day and do what I like to do yeah do what I love to do and um just be present now do you have to still look for clients or are you just like is this natural now no so one of the blessings that I have one of the things that God has really blessed me with is favor with people. Mm-hmm. And so 
when I first started in that hair salon that actually was a good fit, the second hair mm-hmm. salon I was at, I met, I had five clients. Mm-hmm. And each of those five people brought me five more people. Wow. And then those people brought me one or two. Mm-hmm. And so I had steady work for pretty much a month. Yeah. Um, there would be dips here and there during the weeks of, you know, the two-week clients or the one-week clients or whatever. Mm-hmm. But then the pandemic hit. And so I could not see clients. They closed us down. Mm-hmm. And so when I, I had just moved from that second hair salon that I was at and a lot of those clients stayed, they didn't come with me. Okay. So I had to build clientele all over mm-hmm. again. But I tell you, it was it was amazing because one person would bring their mom. They would come and try it out, and they would mm-hmm. see. And they would bring their mom, their sisters, their grandma, <laughs> their god sisters, their cousins. And so when I and I was nervous when I moved into my own place, I was yeah. like, oh God, I hope these people still come. You right. Know? Even though it wasn't that far away, I was still mm-hmm. nervous. And the first month that I was in there, I believe it. The Lord was just showing me, hey. Mm. So now I I have placed ads um, in magazines twice. Mm-hmm. I didn't get one client from those. Oh, wow. It was The lady was just really nice. <laughs> so I placed the ads because she was just really sweet mm-hmm. and she was persistent. And I wanted to you know, help her do what she's doing. Yeah. But I can honestly say that the majority of my business has come from word of mouth. Mm-hmm. People just come and they fall in love with the place when they walk in the door. They say, yeah. they say like, oh my gosh, I didn't know I needed this today. Mm-hmm. You know, so mm-hmm. it's word of mouth. And so now I am I am booked and moderately busy where I still have time <laughs> to think and eat lunch and yeah. things like that, which I've read before <clears throat> because when I, when I first started out, I wasn't eating. I wasn't sleeping wow. properly i wasn't taking time mm-hmm. off i was just building building yeah. building building and one day i was i was stressed out and i feel like the lord reminded me that i had already retired from the military <laughs> <laughs> you, you work harder now yeah. and so that's how it but isn't that just a phase of business that you have to like when you first start but then you have to transition out of that crazy i'm building I think that it's very important to maintain the balance Mm. because it doesn't have to be. It doesn't have to be. I think that there is a big misconception that if we are constantly moving, that we are constantly producing. Mm -hmm. Movement does not equate to productivity. Okay. Because... At one point, I mean, I was, I didn't take time off. I was mm-hmm. there a lot of times just sitting there when I could have went and had lunch with my daughter or mm-hmm. went grocery shopping or went to the gym, you know, and those types of things t- to give myself balance. Mm-hmm. And I didn't take that time. So if I were to do it all over again, mm-hmm. I think I'm going to pause and say this. I think when we, there's a, there's a mindset shift that has to take place in trusting God. Mm. Either we're going to trust God to supply our needs like he said he would, mm-hmm. or we're going to trust our ability to work. Yeah. 
And so if I am busy, 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 I feel like I'm doing, I'm, you know, doing what God told me to do. No, you're not. (laughs) You really, you really are. You really are just satisfying that that need in your flesh that says that I have to be consistently busy. I can't take time off. Mm. I can't eat a sandwich or take a nap. Is it like a guilt thing too? I think that happens with people that they kind of feel like, well, if I'm not, then does that mean I'm really, I don't want it. It means I don't want it. If I'm not going at 150, it means I don't want it. No, it doesn't. It just means that you're going to be exhausted. You're (laughs) going to get, that's, that's why people burn out. That's Mm -hmm. why people lose sight of the goal and get focused on their momentum Mm. and your momentum is either going to be in faith or your momentum is going to be in yourself that's good in your flesh so i took a step back in 2020 at the end of 2021 i was exhausted Mm -hmm. i was working from nine o'clock in the morning to nine o'clock at night i would take a break to pick my daughter up from school and i would pick her up grab fast food and mm-hmm. then take her home mm-hmm. and then go back to work in an hour. Wow. And I would eat in the car. Yeah. The car was filthy. <laughs> but <laughs> just, you didn't realize how far a French fry can travel. <laughs> um, and so she would ask me, oh, can I do this or can I do that? And I would be like, I'm, like, I'm at work. Mm-hmm. I'm at work. You're going to mm-hmm. have to find a ride. You're going to have to get a ride here because I'm at work. And I didn't want to do that because it was it was a part of those things that I had told God like hey, yeah. I want to do this. You need to be tied to this I job. <laughs> I don't want to be tied. I want to yeah. be free. Yeah. I want flexibility. And so in 2022, I stopped working six days a week. I was working mm-hmm. Monday through Saturday, from nine o'clock in the morning sometimes on Saturdays till six or seven o'clock mm-hmm. at night. So we never had time to go you know, to the fair or outside or yeah. to the park or whatever. And so, you know, I think the Lord <laughs> impressed upon my heart. Mm-hmm. Either you trust me or you don't. Yeah. And so I transitioned to working five days a week. Mm-hmm. And I was still working in the evening, but I wasn't working so feverishly to where I was at work till nine or 10 o'clock. Yeah. And so last year, I, or at the beginning of 2023, I scaled back again. Mm-hmm. So I don't see evening clients anymore. Okay. I don't see um, clients after two o'clock on Saturdays anymore. And the Lord has sustained my business mm. and kept the business to where clients have come and gone. Yeah. And and I'm not stressed out. Yeah. I'm not overworked. I'm not I actually have time to like my faucet was leaking in my back and it's been leaking for you know a long time i finally had time to fix it i fixed it myself yeah like, i didn't even have to pay a plumber i was so proud Come on. but um and just trusting god and and trusting that he will be faithful to you mm-hmm. because he's already given us promise he's already given yeah. principle so if i operate in excellence and do everything as into the world right right that he's going to bring it he's going to bring all of that so it's not the opposite of like do nothing and yeah. be lazy right. and do whatever. Right. Like you still care about what you do and you still, like you said, bring excellence. Mm-hmm. But it's yeah. It's about prioritizing and finding the the opportunity to be a good steward over your business, mm-hmm. a good steward over your home, mm-hmm. a good steward over your children. Like when when we when we 
Dave Ramsey said something that I really liked and he says the earth is the Lord's and the fullness thereof mm-hmm. and we are the managers. Yeah. So if I manage my business and manage my family yeah. and manage my all of these things, they'll flow together mm. and I will have a quality of life that is indicative of faith. Mm-hmm. Like when when I, I believe that when people say, let your light so shine before mm-hmm. your light is not always your ability to quote scriptures and sing yeah, songs. Your sure. light sometimes is <laughs> just you're trusting in God and other people can see how yeah. heavily your you, you you walk what you believe. Yeah. How heavily you live what you believe. Yeah. And sometimes you don't get that. So you do. <laughs> now well with all of that, so do you have help? Do you is someone does someone work with you? Do you have an assistant or <laughs> So I have, I, in one of the things that I added in 2022, I hired people to help me. Okay. So I hire a lady who was a single mom. Mm-hmm. I hired her to come and clean for me okay. at the spa. She cleans for me um, three days a week or three times per week, where I did that myself before mm-hmm. because I didn't want to be nasty. Mm-hmm. Uh, I have another young lady who, um, comes in in the morning time early for me and she sets up for the day and she helps me in between appointments. She's also a licensed esthetician. So she can, um, she can see clients and Mm -hmm. build her clientele in that parameter too. And I, you know, I pay her for that. Mm -hmm. And I have another uh, esthetician who just started with me Mm -hmm. and she's building her clientele. So she assists me throughout the day too. And I feel like, their assistance is, I'm not paying them for their assistance. I'm paying them for, for doing what I don't have to do. Yeah. <laughs> but at the same time, it affords them the opportunity mm-hmm. to build their clientele to outwork me. Yeah. So they can't help me. Yeah. And so. Um, and the, but there's always going to be somebody coming up. There's always <laughs> going to be somebody coming up. And yeah. I feel like. But did you, do you have somebody who inspired you as a business owner? Because I know you're saying you didn't really get the training. Well, but... I have I have met people along the way mm-hmm. who I, I always, I'm a, I'm a firm believer in education yeah. and educating yourself to what you want. And you don't know everything. Mm-hmm. I knew that I didn't know everything. I didn't know a lot. So maybe the first two to three years, I took lots of classes. Okay. I took lots of classes, whether they were online or in person. Mm-hmm. I just... I just learned because beauty school equips you to do the basics. But if you want to stay innovative and Mm -hmm. creative and, and, um, cutting edge, you know, then you have to try different things. So I have, um, I work with three different product lines Mm -hmm. and each of those ladies who are, who own those product lines are, um, business owners they're Mm -hmm. kind of mentors that give you the structure and they say you know do this not that yeah you know and one of the ladies started off as a um she came from africa and Mm -hmm. she was a esthetician on cruise ships Mm -hmm. and she developed the sugary products that we use and she has now an enterprising business that goes into different countries Mm -hmm. um i work with a lady i met at a conference last year uh, her name is Sash. She she developed the vegan line of products that we mm. use in the spa. 
She's also innovative and she she allows me to see the work. And I think she's overworked, but <laughs> she allows me to see the work that goes into the process that you can you can start from the bottom yeah. and still just not despise your small beginning, but mm-hmm. grow and be consistently growing. And she's always putting out information. If you talk to her five minutes, it's like, wow, <laughs> you're way smarter than me, mm-hmm. you know? But, um, and the other lady, she is an esthetician out of Dallas. She develops her own wax line okay. and um, I use her waxes and they're amazing. And her products, she's got skincare products for the body mm-hmm. that help uh, fade dark spots and just treat the skin well. Yeah. And she's a licensed esthetician. She was a single mom for many years. So mm-hmm. while she was in, she's from California also, mm-hmm. and she, she lives here. She later got married and she's building this wonderful empire. Yeah. And she's, she's, she's still very relatable. I can still relate to what she's saying. Mm-hmm. I think sometimes you, you meet people in, in different industries and you don't see yourself in them. Yeah. And so I think it's important in choosing mentors and choosing um, people to model after. You have to be able to see yourself in them. You have to see your, mm-hmm. it's important to see somebody who's doing what you're doing or what you want to do. They're, they're where you want to be eventually. Yeah. Like you're not trying to change everything that you are to be right. like this person. Right. No. And I think that that is one of the most important things is not changing who you are. Mm-hmm. Now, when I say not changing who you are, I don't mean not becoming better. Growing. Not something, growing, yeah. not learning, not mm-hmm. not adapting and overcoming. Right. But people really want your authenticity. Yeah. They want to show up. My right. clients show up for me. Mm-hmm. They show up for my true self. And my mm-hmm. true self has bad days sometimes. Mm-hmm. Sometimes I haven't um, waken up on the right side of the bed mm-hmm. and stayed on that <laughs> on that wrong side of the bed all yeah. day. And they bear with me and they encourage me. And oftentimes yeah. they come and they have it. Mm-hmm. And I encourage them. Yeah. You know, it's, it's like an iron sharpening iron. Yeah. But the one thing that I firmly believe that is important in business is to be authentic, be your authentic self. And if that's loud or quirky or (laughs) goofy or Mm -hmm. silly, then the people who appreciate that will gravitate towards you. Yeah. The people who hate it, We'll go someplace else. And, and that's, that's okay. what you want. <laughs> that's okay. Yeah, that's there's, what you want. There's some people who want a quiet, mm-hmm. spa-like, and where everything is white and muted tones right. and, yeah. and subway tile. And there, there is a place for that. Uh-huh. It's just not with me. Okay. Because mm-hmm. one day we're going to laugh. One day we're going to be quiet. Um we're going to tell stories. We're going to mm-hmm. talk about things that nobody else <laughs> can hear. Yeah. And, and, and that is what makes the experience, the experience. Yeah. And I think that people, people can get services anywhere, but yeah. they can't get experience everywhere. That's they good. They can't get the experience that only I can provide. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And I encourage the ladies who uh, are coming up with me to, be your authentic self. Yeah. Whoever you are, 
But and you have to know that. And even mm-hmm. if you discover something about yourself that you didn't know, mm-hmm. still be that person. Yeah. And show up. And then people who value that will come. Mm. People who never will people will not come to see you act like me. Right. <laughs> pretend to be me. Yeah. Or try to mimic me. Mm-hmm. There are certain things you can mimic. Mm-hmm. There are certain conversation pieces. What do you drink? You know, do you drink water? Do you eat the right amounts of food? Those are things that you <laughs> yeah, can mimic. Sure. But if you try to say it like me, and I'm an older black lady, and you're a younger, mm-hmm. younger black lady, they're not going to give you the same response because, like, girl, you're like, yeah, to me. like what? <laughs> yeah, yeah, sure. Right. Yeah. So. <laughs> Stay in your lane. Stay we talked about this lane. before. Another, uh, yeah, yes. yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, what keeps you from quitting? Because I'm sure this gets difficult at times. The thing that keeps me from quitting is the fact that I like to travel. <laughs> <laughs> money. <laughs> it's, the, it's the travel money and too money. No, I, honestly, the the thing that keeps me coming back every day is the need Hmm. there is pastor glenn said something um, when we started life school and he says when you are in ministry not everyone's pulpit is going to be on the platform Mm -hmm. not everyone's um going to be out in front of everybody yeah he said a lot of times your pulpit will be your aesthetic, your aesthetics bed, or your salon chair, yeah. or your mechanics bed, or whatever. Mm-hmm. And I find that there are so many encounters that I have with people on a regular basis that I am able to share Jesus with them. I am mm-hmm. able to, and even if they know Jesus, because mm-hmm. most, I think most people do have a relationship with God of some sort. I can I can share experience with them. Mm-hmm. I can share my faith with them because sometimes people just just need a little bit of faith to get over the hump, yeah. or a little bit of hope to yeah. get over the hump. And I feel like that is what makes me come back. That's mm-hmm. what makes me show up every day. Is, mm-hmm. It's the ability to just be there for people. And of mm-hmm. course, you know, I'm providing a service mm-hmm. and I am getting paid for it. Absolutely. But yeah. it's the people. The yeah. people keep me coming back. Seeing um, their kids like, growing up <laughs> from going into a lady who's carrying about to have this child. Yeah. The child's first day at school. And I'm mm-hmm. like, oh, I, I, remember when, <laughs> I remember when you were here. Yeah. You know, but, um, that that is what keeps it there. That yeah. is what keeps me there. And while there, I still have the aspirations of opening the bed and breakfast. Okay. And I still have aspirations that will, you know, that are taking me time to get to. Sure. It's still it's still all of the people and being mm-hmm. able to give back to the community. It's about community and unity, love mm-hmm. and just love God and love. Well, that was awesome. Thank you so much. (laughs) 
thank you so much for talking with us today. Do you want to tell people how to get in contact with you? Do you have an Instagram, a website, any of that? Yes. So um, we have an Instagram page and it is Miss Tuffy's Skin Face Body or uh, Miss Tuffy's S-P-E-S-T-I. Melissa. Okay. And we are on Facebook as Miss Tuffy Skin Face Body. Uh, the phone number there is 426-4467. And most days, somebody's there to answer the phone. Uh, <laughs> we are closed on Sundays and Mondays. And okay. um, that's pretty much it. That's it. Yes. All right. Well, guys, I hope that you learned a lot from this. I know I did. I think you dropped some nuggets in there. Okay. <laughs> Not just about business, but about life and faith and trust, trusting God. So thank you so much again, Melissa, for being on the podcast. Until next time. Bye. Okay.